and welcome to the Christian Formation Podcast, where we exist to connect the story of God with the story of man and see all of our lives in light of God and His story. My name is Raven, and I'm joined by Steve, our new worship pastor here at Providence today, and we are discussing Jesus the King by Timothy Keller. Yes. Yeah. So, Steve, this is your first time on this podcast. Have you been on a podcast? Ever. This is my first time ever on a podcast. Nice. How are you feeling? (laughs) I'm trying to remember that it's okay to mess up. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. No, yeah. yeah. We're just excited that you're here. So, tell people a little bit about you because you just joined staff. You just joined Providence. Give Mm -hmm. us the backstory. What's just a little bit about you? I was born in California. I'm not actually from Nebraska. Um, but when I was about 15 years old, my mom thought it would be a, a great, Nebraska would be a great place to live. So we moved here. Um, and yeah, I've been here since, uh, went to Wayne State College, was there for five years. And after I graduated, got into ministry, um, about a year ago, I married my wife, Lindsay and mm. yeah, it's been sweet. So it's kind of a flyover, but yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And yesterday was Lindsay's birthday, right? Yeah, it was her birthday. What'd you guys do? So we had breakfast at Early Bird. She's always wanted to eat there. So we went, uh, had a great breakfast, and then we got got her some shoes that she's wanted for a Mm -hmm. while. Um, And then we ended at Vala's Pumpkin Patch. Uh, We did it last year. I feel like it's going to become a tradition maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, but we're realizing that you probably, it's probably a lot more fun when you're a kid. There's not really a ton <laughs> to do as like adults. Yeah. So. But I love that because yeah. you guys are making a tradition. You're making Omaha your home again. Cause I know you're at Lincoln before and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to be super fun. And Lindsay mm-hmm. grew up in Omaha, right? She did. She did. She was born in Indiana, but she basically grew up here mm. yeah, her whole life and yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we're just excited that you guys are with us at our church and we're super excited today too, because we get to talk about this book, Jesus, the King by Timothy Keller. And I know that's super huge for you because you said this has had a really big impact on your faith, right? It has. Yeah. So how has it impacted your faith? What's the story behind it? Yeah. So yeah, Jesus, the King, uh, it's a, it's a book. I feel like I have to kind of explain the backstory where I was at when I first picked this book up, but I was in San Diego, California for 10 weeks with crew. It's a, it's a, they called it a summer project. It was awesome. Um, but I, so we would go, the, the group of students would go on campus we, to different campuses in the San Diego area. And we would just ask them these different questions about mm-hmm. faith, just try to engage with them and have, have conversations. And there was one conversation that I had um, where at the end, when I was done asking my questions, one of the students literally switched roles on me and was like, dude, okay, so I have a question for you. Why did you choose Jesus? Hmm. Like, why not Muhammad? Why not Buddha? Why did you choose Jesus out of, you know, every other religion or person or spiritual leader? And, you know, externally, I gave him the answer, you know, just a pretty simple answer. You know, Jesus is awesome and all this stuff. And, but I walked away from that conversation actually shaken by the question mm. for some weird reason I did. And I really did wonder, am I just a Christian because I was born into a Christian family yeah. and I was born in America where Christianity is really common and mm. it's a part of the culture. And so, and it also made me question, I guess, just is Jesus really legit? You know, did he really mm. say these things that he's, we were we say he said. So anyways, it really shook me up. I walked away thinking, is Jesus legit? Mm. Is Christianity real? 
So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where it came in. So anyway, so I was in that place for a little while, maybe a couple of weeks while I was there. And I think there'd been other things too that have happened before I got to San Diego that I think had started the process of questioning Christianity. But anyways, I, I, uh, on one of the, one of the campus visits or whatever, I go to the bookstore. I love buying books and I don't ever read them, but I just like, <laughs> I love buying them, collecting them, whatever. Yeah. I read the intro, put it down, never read it again. <laughs> but oh no, it's anyways, just gone. Yeah. And so I go to the bookstore, I go to the Christian section and I see a book by Timothy Keller. I didn't mm. really know much about him at the time, um, but people told me that he was a solid teacher. His material is always solid. And so I picked it up. It was a copy of Jesus, the King. Mm. And I read the intro and I felt like it spoke into everything that I was questioning. Mm. Like just his intro, it was just him explaining what the culture was saying about Jesus and Christianity. He addressed some of the arguments about just the historical credibility of the gospels. Mm. And it's something that I was questioning too. And yeah, then there was one line that for some reason just really captivated me. And he's, he said, I hope that this book, like as we go through this book, I hope that you guys understand how the life of Jesus makes everything that happens in this world, like gives it meaning and makes mm. it make sense. And I was like, okay, I want to figure that out. Mm. So anyway, so I, I, yeah, I read it and... I don't know if you want to explain more yeah, about no. it or if you have more questions, if I should pause there. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's really good. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gives me chills too, just thinking about how God mm-hmm. orchestrated that whole thing, how the student mm-hmm. flipped the conversation on you yeah. and said, well, why Jesus? Why are you believing in him? And you mm-hmm. recognize that you were just giving that external answer, the right. textbook answer. And you're going, mm-hmm. wait a second, do I actually believe this? Right. I'm on this beach with my Christian college ministry mm-hmm. preaching the gospel, but do I have a right view of Jesus? So that's really cool. And the fact that you went into a Christian bookstore and out of all the books, (laughs) the one that you picked up is the one that you needed. Mm -hmm. I just think that's so cool. And so when he talks about Jesus, the King in this book, you were saying he was giving credibility to the gospels and some other things. What are those other things? Very intro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So some of the other things, so the intro is him addressing just what the culture was saying about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, but the way the book lays out uh, is literally the way the gospel of Mark lays out. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, so he walks through the gospel of, of Mark. And so the first section of the book is the identity of Jesus. Who is this person who claims to be king? Mm-hmm. You know, what's he all about? Who is this one? You know, that. Pe- and then the second part is explaining his purpose. Why did he come? Yeah. Well, this king's come to die. And so the book is full of, yeah, the first part. Who's Jesus? Second part, what did he come to do? What was his purpose? Um, and the whole way through, I I don't know. It was just sweet to to see how he explains the gospel throughout the whole way in a beautiful way I'd never heard before, but also a really smart way. And mm. I don't know how to describe that, but yeah. <laughs> it was it was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the impact left on you when you were finished reading? I think the biggest impact that I or the the biggest way that it changed me was I realized that I was working, I think living my Christian life from like, or not from, but I was, I was trying to earn God's favor. Mm. And I think this book really showed me that as Christians, we're not working for God's favor, but from God's favor Mm. that in Jesus we're accepted, we're made righteous. And so that's the one thing. So maybe a gospel centered motivation Mm. to, to the way I live my life for God 
And the second thing, this is interesting, but it made Christianity smart and normal. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it, but I think I was in a culture where um, that was pretty charismatic, pretty outgoing, pretty animated whenever there was preaching. Mm -hmm. And I think easy believism, I think is what you call it. You know, you kind of take something and you believe it by faith. You don't question it. You're not encouraged to. And so I, I was kind of involved, involved with that culture. And I think I kind of got burned by it. I think mm-hmm. I started being skeptical. And so when I ran into Keller's material, he was a person who wasn't trying to be loud and trying to convince me. Mm-hmm. He was a person who was actually dealing with my questions in an honest way. And I don't think it was trying to, and it wasn't ridiculing them, but mm-hmm. actually was trying to answer them. And so that was huge for me. I, I feel like Jared Cleaver put this perfectly when we talked about Keller and his stuff. Um, Tim Keller, I think in a time where preachers are really loud and animated and even, maybe even a little angry, mm. Keller was just a soft, normal, intelligent voice that was actually trying to answer my questions. Yeah. The, the questions that my heart was asking and wasn't writing them off as dumb. Mm. And I think, and so in some ways he was preaching to my heart, I feel like, and graciously at the same time, mm. um, expose where living for something other than Jesus was a dead end and not yeah. healthy and not glorifying to God in sin and showed me why Jesus was better. And mm. I feel like he does this in this book. Um, so that those two things, uh, a gospel centered motivation for living for God. And also it made Christianity really intelligent and normal. Yeah. Yeah, it isn't weird anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It <laughs> no, is weird. I think yeah. that's super cool. And I've actually heard him likened to C.S. Lewis. People say mm. Timothy Keller is a modern day C.S. Lewis yeah. because he does explain things in a different way than we see culture explaining it. Mm-hmm. And I haven't actually read any of his books. So I was mm. super excited because I've heard tons of his quotes. Mm. It's kind of like C.S. Lewis. I've heard tons of his quotes yeah. Yeah. and I've only read a couple of his books, but Yeah, I just think that's super cool. And if you think about Christianity, I told one of my friends, it sounds crazy that we're saying we believe in a God who sent his son to earth Mm -hmm. to live as a man and Mm -hmm. then he died and rose again. Like that Mm -hmm. sounds a little bit crazy. And Mm -hmm. part of, I think every Christian struggle is kind of going, okay, do I actually truly believe that? Mm -hmm. That the son Mm -hmm. of God died for my sins and rose again so that I may have eternal Mm -hmm. life. And I think that, having someone say, hey, those questions aren't bad. Like, let's actually press into them Mm -hmm. and talk through them is really amazing. And so the fact that you could do this and interact with a book in that way, Mm -hmm. it's really cool. Yeah, And not even just the theory or the question, but truly dive into, okay, what's just a scientific, rational approach? Mm -hmm. Like what Mm -hmm. would be seemingly rational in the world? And Mm -hmm. then let's talk about it that way too, I guess. Which is just cool. That's awesome. Have you read other things by Tim Keller? Yeah, a few of the things. Uh, the reason for God mm-hmm. is a huge one. He, in that book, he answers like seven of the biggest questions our culture is asking about Christianity. Mm-hmm. And then he explains why he thinks that, you know, God is real and a legit thing. Uh, the prodigal or prodigal God, which is another huh. huge one where he explains that there are two ways of being lost. Usually we think of one way where you, you know, just go live your life. You're irreligious. You're kind of taking mm-hmm. part in whatever the world has to offer. So that's one way we think of being lost, but in the book he explains two ways. So there's that way that I just explained. And then the second way is being super religious, mm. trying to earn your way to God. In both ways, 
our super lost ways of living. You know, you're not connecting to God. And he says, actually, the religious way is more dangerous because you can actually fool yourself into thinking that you're living for God when really you're not, hmm. you know? So that was eye-opening. And there's a couple others yeah. I've read. No, those, that's awesome. I actually have heard of both of those. And oh, I know yeah, that, yeah. and especially the prodigal God, I've heard a ton of people talk about that one mm. and it being super influential. Mm. But for Jesus the King, who would you say this book is for? So people in mm. our church, is it people from a different life stage? Who would you advise read this book? Yeah, I'm going to take a cop out here. I'm going to say everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're super young and can't read. But <laughs> I would say everyone. I think for the Christian, you know, I described earlier that Mm. this, I read this book. I was a Christian. I'd been a Christian for a year, but I was starting to kind of have questions at this point and it spoke, I think God used it. And so I, I would Mm. say the Christian now can read this and I think learn in some ways to engage with the questions that they might be asking that they don't even know they're probably asking. They're probably shoved down. Um, I think also Keller has a way of explaining the gospel in a beautiful way. So Mm if the gospel maybe has become a little cold and a little dry to you, I feel like this book might make it sweet again and colorful and warm probably. Cool. And then this, the other person, I mean, is the non-believer, the person who's questioning, is Jesus really legit? You know, was mm-hmm. he an actual person? Was he really in our timeline or did someone make him up? Uh, I think this book helps us to, to kind of not just listen to the words he said, but also see his life. What what are the things he did? What was his purpose? Why did he actually come? So just in general, if you're questioning Christianity, if you're questioning Jesus, I, I think this book would help you answer some of those questions and explore Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And what advice do you have for people as they prepare their minds to read this book? Because, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the non-believer who thinks, yeah, I just, I don't know, is Jesus legit? Or if it's the believer going, I don't even know how I back up the fact that I'm saying Jesus is king. What advice do you have for both of them as they prepare mm-hmm. their minds to read the book? Christian, don't ignore the questions you have. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. Um, I think it can strengthen your faith and I think it could be a really, really maturing thing to engage those questions. Non-believer, be honest with the, with the fact that you are also taking a leap of faith with a lot of your beliefs. Um, there's a lot of things we can't prove and a lot of mm-hmm. things that, a lot of the arguments that you have for not believing in God are actually leaps of faith as well. Mm-hmm. So just, just be honest about your faith as well, you know, to not believe in God is, is also a leap of faith in some way. So be open Mm. with that as you're about to read this book and yeah, see what Jesus has to say about the human condition, the purpose of life and his identity and yeah, what his death on the cross meant. Mm. Yeah, no, that's great. I think that's really good advice, especially the perspective of even a person who's an atheist saying there is no God. Mm-hmm. That's a leap of faith and saying, yeah, yeah I'm going to believe in that. Mm-hmm. And so what's cool about books like this or other books is really being able to take a step back and go, okay, does God exist? Mm-hmm. Is Jesus really King? Why do I believe this? Because as humans, I think God has created us with such intelligent minds mm-hmm. and using those minds to their fullest capacity, not just blind faith, but again, mm-hmm. we are called to right. yeah. have faith and believe and right. take steps of faith. But at the same time, I do believe that the Lord has given us all ability to understand him in a deeper mm. way. 
And so how cool is it that not only do we have his word, but we have other intelligent minds that can take his word and say, okay, look deeper or Mm -hmm. look at this perspective. And we Mm -hmm. go, oh, that's awesome. And Mm -hmm. it's just so beautiful to see how diverse our kingdom is here Mm -hmm. on earth, like our Mm -hmm. embassy, as we talk about. That's awesome. Yeah. And the thing is, it wasn't just like Hetty. Mm-hmm. I got, I think I might be painting it that way. It wasn't just heady, like these arguments for Christianity. It was also super, I don't know how else to say it, but it was also heart centered or it also painted mm-hmm. the gospel in a beautiful way too. Yeah. I mentioned earlier, it was kind of dry at one point, but every chapter, it seems like he ends with, but this is how Jesus has actually been mm-hmm. successful on your part. So it, was, it, it always ended in a beautiful way where it reminded you of the gospel. So cool. it's not just a heady, but it is that, Yeah. but it's also really colorful. I don't know how else mm, to describe it. It, it makes yeah. the gospel really awesome. So Well, I'm excited. I know God after talking it. with you about it, I'm like, <laughs> oh, and God does use it in such a unique way. I'm thinking, dang, I need to read this. Mm. Just before we jump off. Do you have any quotes or anything from the book? That yeah, you really love? I do. I was actually just thinking about that. Oh, sweet. Okay. We're in sync. <laughs> so this is uh, a couple paragraphs here. Not too long. I promise. <laughs> uh, but where this is at is Tim Keller's explaining the scene where Jesus runs into the rich young ruler mm. and Jesus asks him to leave everything that he owns. But the rich young ruler walks away mm. sad because he knows he can't give up his great possessions. And so this is where we're at. And this is Keller explaining the story, but he says, Jesus, who at this point is about 31 years old, looks at him and identifies with him. Jesus too is a rich young ruler or a rich young man, far richer than this man can imagine. Jesus has lived in the incomprehensible glory, wealth, love, and joy of the Trinity from all eternity. He has already left that wealth behind him. Paul says that though Jesus Christ was rich for our sake, he became poor. Mm. And this is what Jesus says. And I'm going into a poverty deeper than anyone has ever known. Jesus says, I'm giving it all away. Why? For you. Now you give away everything to follow me. If I give away my big all to get you, you can give your little all to follow me. I won't ask you to do anything I haven't already done. I'm the ultimate rich young ruler who has given away the ultimate wealth to get you. Mm. Now you need to give away yours to get me. Yeah. Mm. And that's the other thing about this book. Um, I learned that Jesus doesn't ask anything of his followers that he hasn't done himself. Mm. You know, Jesus says, leave your father and your mother. You know, if you want to follow me, well, what did Jesus do? He left his father. You know, Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me, leave everything behind, bear your burdens. Well, what does Jesus do? Well, he becomes a man Mm. and he bears our burdens and he walks the walk of and he says, love your enemies too, you know, not just mm-hmm. your neighbors. Well, what did Jesus do? He loved us at one point who were his enemies, you know? And so everything that he calls us into, he has already done himself. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful picture yeah. of the gospel and his grace and just mm-hmm. how he cares for us and we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Amen. Well, thanks, Steve, for joining us today. (laughs) And thank you all for listening. Again, we exist to connect the story of God and the story of man and see all of our lives in light of God and his story. And so if you have any questions or want to find out more about us, you can check us out on ProvidenceOmaha.org online, or you can email us at formation at ProvidenceOmaha.org. But we are so excited that you could join us today, and we'll see you next week.